episode 424 of Cinematary. I'm your host, Zach Dennis, and I'm here with... Grace. Hi. And Grace and I are welcoming you into the spooky season. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween! Yeah. With uh, our Horror for Kids series, we're starting it off with 1990s The Witches. Because we had to have one fucked up children's movie that is in this series. And this one, this one's, this one's covers that. Yeah. Um, Before we talk about that, we're going to do movies that we saw this week, including Grace giving us the, uh, the 411 on Hocus Pocus 2. For those who listened to the last horror for kids a couple of years ago, Grace talked about Hocus Pocus. So as the foremost scholar in Hocus Pocus, yeah, we're the only one that we had access to. Um, you guys talk about it. So, I do. without further ado, I'm, I'm going to send it over there to you, and we're going to talk a little hocus pocus too. Sure. Uh, I had fun. I had fun. Isn't that what it's about? Having fun. Uh, I remember discovering hocus pocus on Disney Channel. Wow, what a discovery! Uh, and loving it. I wanted to be a witch. I loved the music. I had a crush on uh, the boy the, I, whose name is Max, I think. Uh, Anne Thackeray Binks, the cat, very formative. Um, and I remember wanting more, more. I need a second one. I need a sequel. This isn't enough. Uh, and there wasn't one until now. Uh, and like I said, I had fun. I don't know if it really satisfied that, like filled that hole in my heart that I was missing. Um, it felt like they, uh, they did a, they did a very nice job. They took us all the way back. They showed us the Sanderson sisters when they were, uh, small girls, when they were little girls. And that was very sweet. It, uh, showed us, it showed some more of their like sisterly bond and how close they were. Um, establishing them as like a real coven of witches and not just sisters. So like there's powerful ties, a powerful tie that bonds them together. Um, Tony Hale is in this, right? Like Buster. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing here? Uh, He was great. He was really funny. Um, He plays the town reverend um, that, and of course as a reverend, uh, he hates the Sanderson sisters. They're witches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we jump forward to present day and we have um, these young high school girls, uh, the new coven, like so that the old witches and the new witches and the, the lineage, we are the daughters of the witches. You nice. couldn't burn. What's um, Who's the, who out of the three the three returning witches? Who uh, did anybody stand out to you? Who was? Oh yeah. Great. So uh, I, I have so first of all, Kathy Najami, like from the beginning, like as Mary, like she did a lot more this time around, mm-hmm. um, and she was always funny. Um, Bette Midler is just as charming as ever. She made me cry. Well, made me tear up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I was going to tell you guys. I don't know if I was going to say I cried. I, I hadn't decided yet it's, if I was going to be. This is a no judgment zone. So. <laughs> okay, I did. I teared up. Um, as Because she 
there was a moment of vulnerability from Winifred, like the head, the cold, the frigid bitch Winifred, you know, uh, she had this moment of vulnerability and it really like got to me. And it's like, that's bet. Like that's how powerful she is. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Sarah Jessica Parker, she was as beautiful and as funny as ever. She made me laugh. Like it wasn't just like silly ditzy, like hot bimbo. It was like, there was some real timing there. And then she had a moment where she like stood up and had some backbone. And that was really refreshing to see. Um, I feel like that's probably cool. Cause didn't she make the first one? It was, was it pre sex in the city? Oh, I don't know, but, but maybe. I feel like she's super young in it. Yeah. I remember I saw recently where she was like, she was on like some, um, like late night show saying that like she didn't really remember being in like at this point yeah before the second one she didn't really remember being in it it was like so early in her career the hocus pocus came out in 93 and sex in the city aired for the first time in 98 oh okay so yeah so like you've had a whole different like like since the first movie she's like entered the pop culture consciousness in a different way so, so, you know, she's, she's oh. forgotten that part of her career. Um, and that, prof- <laughs> I, you know, that's what she said. She's like, I don't really have a, like a whole lot of memories from it. I was um, just there to get a check. That's what you like. The, that's what the fans like to hear. Yeah. I, I needed the money. And yeah. it's like, you're just like me. I needed the money too. Did the, um, did the, you know, passing the torch to the next generation storyline work for you? You know, that's, that's kind of, that's usually the route that the like long overdue sequels for stuff do. Yeah. Like we, the P they can't reprise these roles in the same way. Uh, maybe the same story isn't there. Like the audience changes. Um, so we need to pass it on to this like newer generation that like better represents them. Um, for me, no, because I came back for them. Like, as I was saying to you earlier, like the tagline is we're back. It's like, I'm back too. Like, here I am. I'm back again for more Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't get enough for it. So no, because I want more of the Sanderson sisters. But now we have um, these cute young Zoomers. Um, who are like witchy Wicca. Um, They're sweet little outsiders, just like the Sanderson sisters. They're sisters in a different way because they've been best friends since they were younger, Mm -hmm. like little girls. They were girls. They were girls together. Like that's a phrase that always like rips at my heart, but they were girls together. Um, And uh, so they get to stay that way. Um, And they get to share this like magical power that they've, stumbled upon to stumbled upon together and it's lovely um but no it didn't work for me i want more sanderson sisters i'm a purist but um there was a lot of and then this was also like a really this was kind of fun um there was a lot more singing in this i don't know if i liked that or didn't but like i said i had fun um they do their like big musical number to one way or another instead of i put a spell on you Mm -hmm. And there's an original song that's like, we're back. Mm. Uh, um, it was good That's time. good. It was uh, a you good know. off my October. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, 
I think that's always the thing with like these, the like long overdue sequel ones. It's like, you kind of want to, I feel like whenever, especially the ones when they trade off to like the younger generation, you're just kind of like, yeah, I don't care about them. I kind of want to watch the people, you know, I want to watch the people that I remember, but I guess that's kind of, I mean, like, you know, it's kind of one of those, where do you, where do you go from here? Like, are you going to, you're not going to make a, you're not going to make any more Hocus Pocus movies without the three women from them. Nobody's going to watch that. They're not going to watch the three young ones. I mean, I'm probably not. I, I don't know. Um, they're not really talking about it. Um, everything that I saw was this, like, shout out to Bet. Like, thank you for doing this for us. Because it was, like, thanks to her, like, pushing and prodding that we really got it. Yeah. Um. So, of course, that's why they had to, like, rely so heavily on the original. Because it's, like... This is what got us here. We can't let that go. But then those like bits of like those bits become shtick, and then it's you see the joke coming from a mile away. So it's like, yeah, they probably can't get much more mileage beyond the second movie. At least there's mm-hmm. something like fresh. And then the generation of witches that watched original Hocus Pocus, it looks like a lot of them have kids, like from what I saw on social media. So they're showing this to their children. Mm-hmm. So it, it gets the job done for Disney, the magic of Disney, something that you can share with your family. It got them their views. Yeah. Got them their views, got them their money. Uh, and, and I would recommend it. I would go watch it. You will want to watch the first one right after, if not, or just watch the first one before, or just watch and then, the first one. Yeah, and then it watch not, it. You know, it's worth it. We get yeah. to see, uh, gosh, Billy Butcherson. He's in it. He plays a much bigger role. There's a romance. It's there's a new cat in town. Oh, like chills, thrills, spills. Good times had by all. Okay, I could see them making like a like a series. Like a like a t like a you know like, like a, a TV show like skits yeah with the dark. with the yeah with the with the little the new ones I can see him doing that that'd be more fun it yeah. could take place at the high school Samuel Skeleton High yeah. did you hear me Samuel Skeleton High that was the name of the Sam, Sam Skeleton his last name like was like on his birth certificate it said Skeleton I, I didn't see the birth certificate his name on the building <laughs> is Samuel Skeleton. So please, Mr. Skeleton is my father. Um, I'm Samuel. It's it's very silly. The fighting Samuels. That's what they went with with a. No, I don't know what they. (laughs) I was gonna say like like no, they're the fighting skeletons. I'm sure. Yeah, I was like skeletons in the name, man. It's right there. Like, all right, so Samuel Skeleton High School. What should our mascot be? The battling corpses. Yeah, the fighting, the fighting Samuels. Well, what about skeletons? No, no, no. it doesn't have the same ring. The fighting Samuels. What if they? I I imagine they just like took a giant like left turn and were like, "Yeah, we're the we're the Mavericks." No, (laughs) we're the you know we're the star you know we're we're uh, we're the Tigers. Yeah, we're the Bears. The The skeleton. Skeleton High School Bears. Skeleton High School Vampires. See, skeleton High School Werewolves. This is the question that Hocus Pocus 2 didn't answer, so you have to have a third movie just to answer the question of what the Skeleton High School mascot Put me on was. the writing squad. Look, I'm right here. Look at all these new ideas. Yeah. Disney. All right. All right. Well, on an entirely different level and uh, completely... I watched Swamp Water, which is a movie from 1941 about people hanging out in the swamp. Um, this is a fa- 
What's that? Been there, done that. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a fascinating movie. It's the first movie that they ever filmed on location that takes place in the state of Georgia. And they filmed it on location at the Okefenokee Swamp uh, in South Georgia. Um, and then it's also interesting because it's the first American movie by Jean Renoir, who I think you know is more famous for his his French movies, uh, The Rules of the Game, which we talked about on the podcast before, um, Grand Illusion, uh, Baudu, Saved from Drowning, things like that, French Can Can. But this one, he like so he's escaping. Um, he had just escaped. Uh, France, which was getting uh, with the rise of Nazism in Germany, it was starting to get a little hairy in uh, Europe, and so he he fled Europe to come to America. But this was the first movie that he made in America, and he was like very adamant that he wanted the film parts of it in the actual swamp. And I think it was Warner Brothers was just like, man, like that seems like no, let's let's chill out a little bit. But they finally relented and let him shoot some stuff, and it pays off because. This movie has it's kind of like it's black and white and it has like this noirish feel and like it literally opens you get this like close up on a skull and then they like they like pan it out and it's a skull on a cross and they keep it out and it's a skull on a cross that's like just sitting in the swamp and I'm like rocks <laughs> like this is awesome yeah um so on that level, it's great. All the all the kind of cinematography, whenever they're in the swamp and he's just like filming around the swamp, it's awesome. The story's not great. It's pretty. Uh-huh. Um, the story is so you have Dana Andrews plays like this uh, good old boy, like just trying to you know live my life guy who lives out uh, in a little small Georgia town outside the swamp and uh one day he was out there and his dog got away so he's like i'm going back into the swamp to find to find my dog and they're like i don't know about that dana andrews and he's like nope i'm doing it and so then when he's in the swamp he comes across a uh a fugitive uh played by walter brennan shout out to walter brennan also always great um who uh who was accused of killing somebody uh and so but he feels that he was, or he says that he was falsely accused. And so rather than getting, he's supposed to get hanged. Um, and he, you know, like escaped and has been hiding in the swamp for years. And so he said, um, so he and the, and the Dana Andrews character set up this deal where he's going to help him, uh, hunt and do, uh, and, uh, do some trapping and they're going to split the money because, uh, the fugitive character wants to give half the, the money that they make to his daughter who is living in town and has like changed her name and is trying to, you know, get past her sorted past with her, you know, with the father. And so, uh, yeah, it kind of gets boring. Um, you you have this whole storyline with like, with that going on. And then like, they, they like somehow like, discover that he's working with the fugitive and they like outcast him for a while Mm. um ward bonds in it he's this like rival trapper um and you have this whole thing where they're figuring out that like the 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 other two people 
Uh, the other two trappers in town actually killed the guy who Walter Brennan's character was. It's just it kind of gets all convoluted and kind of silly. Quite honestly, while watching it, I was like, with the way that the swamp looks, it would have been cool if he like happened upon a fugitive in the swamp, but the fugitive was like a like a Cape Fear, Night of the Hunter, Robert Mitchum character who was just yeah. fucking terrifying. And then yeah. it was like a horror movie in the swamp. I'm like, that would be yeah. awesome. Well, you described like you said you watched Swamp Water. It took place in the swamp, and we're talking, and it's October. So I'm like, and then the creature from the Black Lagoon crawls out, and I was no. waiting for you to say that, and then you does, never did. And I'm like, I'm never gonna watch this movie. It does have some like Maybe good. I will. I don't know. It does have some good like alligators like swimming around, you know, scenes and like snakes and stuff. But I'm like, it yeah, that's right there. Yeah, like I just feel like it would have been really, it would have been a lot cooler if it was like a horror movie and like they were utilizing the swamp um, to the to its advantage and just like made it, like literally the plot could be he lost his dog, he's looking for the dog, and then this fugitive's chasing him around the swamp and he can't get out. I would have watched that. That's terrifying. Yeah, but um, the only the only action you get is like at the end. they like acquit the care the fugitive character. They're like, all right, you you know, we're you're we found out that you actually didn't kill this guy, so you can come home. So then the two guys who actually killed the person are like waiting out in the swamp. And so like while Dana Andrews and Walter Brennan are like trying to exit, they're like trying to kill them. But it's it even that's kind of lame. One of the one of the people gets sucked into like this like mud quicksand stuff and dies. And that was kind of like, oh shit. But that's about the extent of the action that you get. So, um, mm. still liked it though. I would recommend if you want to just like in, enjoy like some creepy swamp cinematography vibes and like black and white. It's like I mean, it's literally like a noir movie that's shot in the in the Okefenokee swamp. Um, I'd recommend it on that level. Like I yeah, said, Walter Brennan's great. Um, Dane Andrews is great. But yeah, the story's kind of lame. But mm. I kind of just look past that. But Swamp Water, it was on Criterion Channel, but I think they took it off. And so um, you can find a decent cut of it in, on YouTube. But it's neat. I don't know. It's yeah. a, yeah. I just, I like, if I rewrote it, I would have made it more of a horror movie. If I rewrote it, I would have made it better. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, respect. I admire your confidence. Would you recommend it as a Halloween movie? this month no it's not i would watch it after october yeah it's not really a horror movie it's more it's you know it's yeah it's not really a horror movie again it could have been i i would have made it i would have put a nice i would have made like a nice you know like have cape fear robert mitchum chasing him around the swamp Mm -hmm. that would have been fun because there's a scene where like he first meets walter brennan's character and he's like on the ground like like crawling around these like tall grass and shit and and, like dana andrews is sitting there like trying not to fall asleep at this uh at the fire and he's like crawling around and then he just like throws this thing and like hits him and knocks him out and like yeah this is the shit that we want that's terrifying (laughs) yeah you see like a grown man crawling like on all fours i'm like well you don't even see me no you don't even see you just like see like you can kind of like see shadows of his like of his face and you just see him like kind of moving around. It's pretty like when it wants to be a horror movie, it's pretty fucking That's scary. scary. Yeah, yeah. It's but then it's just like, yeah, no, we're good. That was all I got. I scared myself. <laughs> Do you think? He's like, oh, that's too scary. <laughs> he was like, oh. It's 
terrifying. It's genre-wise like, ho, ho, ho. That is too scary for my French mind. I must not do that. Chipper. Chipper. Oh, it's too scary. We are in Georgia. Bravo. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. swamp water. Swamp water. It, not um, used with the famous swamp water shot in uh, the Florida, La Florida Panhandle's finest dive bar. Finest dive bars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go yeah. up to a bartender and ask bet- for swamp water and see what you get. And tell me what you get. And, and tell them. Now, this is a reference to the 1941 genre noir film, Swamp Water, starring Walter Brennan and Walter Houston. And they know. I, and they'll the be like, I've seen that they, a thousand like, times. I, I thought that's what you meant. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to assume. I didn't want to assume. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll immediately know what you're talking about. Let's see. Let's start that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back talking about some witches after this. Witches. Witches. Cemetery. In this part, we are going to be kicking off our War for Kids series with 1990's The Witches, directed by Nicholas Rogue, from a script by Alan Scott and based on the book of the same name by Roald Dahl. Uh, the film stars Angelica Houston, Mai Zetterling, Jason Fisher, and Rowan Atkinson. While staying at a hotel in England with his grandmother, Helga, young Luke inadvertently spies on a convention of witches. The Grand High Witch reveals a plan to turn all children into mice through a magical formula when they find that Luke has overheard the witches test the formula on him. Now, with the help of Helga and the hotel manager, Mr. Stringer, Luke the Mouse must fight back against the witches. I disagree with that uh, that plot line. The hotel manager does nothing. He didn't do it. Yeah. He's in the way, if anything. Yeah. Um, Jim Henson Company produced the movie and Henson's Creature Shop designed and built the prosthetics for the witches and animatronic rats and mice that were uh, used interchangeably with real mice. Uh, This was also the last movie that Jim Henson personally worked on before he died. Um, And he died before he got to see the finished product. Oh. Yeah. That's so sad. It's so good. Um, Angelica Houston required uh, two hours of prosthetics and makeup each morning when she portrayed the Grand High Witch. Uh, there were three different sizes of mice, life-size, three times larger, and a hand puppet nine times bigger than life-sized. And I saw a picture of Jim Henson with it, and it like, literally was like this giant rat that they would use for, uh, for some of the scenes. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. During the shoot, Rowan Atkinson caused a Mr. Bean-style calamity when he left the bath taps running in his room uh, with the frantically knocking porter uh, was told, go away, I'm asleep. The flood wrote off much of the production team's electrical equipment on the flow below. Uh, below. Uh, also at the time of filming, uh, Houston was dating Jack Nicholson, who frequently phoned the hotel and sent huge flower bouquet- bouquets, much to the excitement of the staff. 
Um, dr- dr- uh, director Nicholas Rogue later cut scenes he thought would be too scary for children after seeing his young son's reaction to the original cut, which I can only imagine what those were. This, yeah, it's so that? scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, Roald Dahl was incensed that Henson had changed his original ending in the script as a gesture of uh conciliation uh henson offered the to film two versions uh before he made his final choice mm-hmm. uh the book version where luke remains a mouse and the happier version where he is transformed back into a human mm-hmm. during the editing process doll watched an early cut of the film with it with his original ending and the final scene brought him to tears however henson and rogue decided to go with the happier ending which resulted in doll stating that he would launch a publicity campaign against the film if his name was not removed from the credits he was only dissuaded from this on the urging of Jim Henson. On the uh, 2021 remake of the film by Robert Zemeckis, Houston said, quote, I don't really know why uh, they're making it because I think Nick Rogue made the ultimate, which is frankly, best of luck to them. I hope it works. I just can't imagine anyone trying to remake that particular film. Maybe it's a good idea for this generation. Uh, the LA Times in 1990 said, It's no grimmer than the Brothers Grimm, no deeper or richer than Hans Christian Andersen. What it shows again is the secret of Jim Henson's vast appeal, his respect for children and their intelligence. Unlike many adult movie makers, Henson believed his core audience capable of appreciating wit, irony, topical humor, idealism, intense emotion, and bemused reflections on real life and all, all its complexity. All these and more are present in The Witches. The New York Times in 1990 said the witches resembles a brilliantly told bedtime story, though the teller of this children's tale may well be the slightly cracked relative who can't judge when scary stories become nightmares. And Roger Ebert in 1990 said the result is that the movie might be too intense for smaller viewers, although some of them these days seem hardened to anything. But The Witches is an intriguing movie, ambitious and inventive, and almost worth seeing just for Angelica Houston's obvious delight in playing a completely uncompromised villain. Villainess. On that note, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about it. Grace, this is your second time seeing The Witches, so how was that experience like? I think the first time um, I was just, I, I was, uh, it was like a, it was like a party. Uh, a couple of us had gotten together and it was October and we put on witches. I'd never seen it before. Um, and it was kind of one of those things where you are, you're watching it with your friends and you're not really watching it. Um, you're kind of making fun of it. You're trying to be funny. Like who can be the wittiest? Who has like fastest line? Who caught that? Like, mm-hmm. so I didn't really feel like I watched it. And this time I I'm really good at that game. Yeah. I believe it. I look at you and I know that. Um, and so I didn't really feel like I watched it. Um, by the time we got to the end, we were kind of all like tired of mm. playing that game. And we just kind of sat quietly and then that's when I really got to experience the movie. And I was very moved by the ending. And I I didn't mm-hmm. know, because I didn't read the book. I didn't know that there was uh, the, the real ending. He stays a mouse. That sucks. I don't like that. <laughs> I like this movie ending. I love the magic of movies. And I love that he gets to t- be turned back into a, a little boy. Like I do like this whole little, like mouse apparatus they have at the house with like the little like car and stuff oh yeah i mean like they had totally adapted like (laughs) it was not going to slow them down they're like this this ah, give us something hard you know like we can we're fine um 
but it's also like, yay, no, you don't have to because he's your grandson again. Um, so, so I, so I, I prefer that, but that's when I was really dialed in the second time. Um, I was dialed in the whole time and I was terrified, terrified. It's a spooky movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even like without the prosthetics and stuff, like the way that Nicholas Rogue, like the angles he takes and shooting like the witches as you know, when they're like reacting to stuff, like he'll take a lot, he'll like do like these kind of like up close up shots Mm -hmm. and they're like, you know, acting up to the camera. Yeah. The way they move. Yeah. is is frightening um there's uh, a lot of different elements that are of this that's that's very scary like um when he's a mouse and they're they're playing cat and mouse it's like oh no what's gonna happen and there's the the story that the movie starts with that's what really frightened me the most this bedtime story um that turned into a nightmare like you said just Mm -hmm. a second ago um about grandma's little friend from her village uh, you know being the object of a witch of a witch's desire fantasy i I, hunger i don't know uh and her being transported into a painting that was terrifying yeah so i was gonna say like that whole sequence well it wasn't terrifying to me it was just like unsettling like i was like i'm very unsettled by this like you just have this whole storyline with the girl going to get milk for her dad and then the witch abducts her and then she's like aging in the painting you're like this is deeply unsettling and this is like a children's movie she, she lives her whole life inside that painting mm-hmm. grows old completely alone away from everyone and her family only just sees her in that like that's it's so frightening. I feel yeah. I'm so afraid. I feel like I was like tucked in with like the blanket up to my chin, just like, oh my gosh, like just shaking. Like, I promise, I promise I'll be good, Grandma. Like, I won't look at the witches. I won't be bad. Yeah, like it's frightening. I mean that that like the the storytelling, the, the folklore aspect of it, um, was so uh, so enticing uh, and so terrifying. Yeah. Like I, I like it felt so familiar. It's like, oh, I, I, I know what this is like being told a story by an elder, and then I'm so afraid. And how is this gonna go? And then we keep going with this movie. And um, yeah, I like that the first fifteen minutes is just her like telling him stories about stuff. Um, yeah. So we know. So so now. Uh, and then they us. just kill his parents. Yeah. God. <laughs> well whatever they weren't there why not they couldn't just be like hey we gotta go work you're gonna stay with your grandma and they go on vacation it was no let's just kill them there's gotta be a tragedy right i don't know it doesn't seem to phase him that much yeah no he's really mature about it um he's like oh well that happens like uh you know yeah Anyway. This just adds to my backstory, my tragic backstory. I could be a, I could be a Disney hero at this point. Um, yeah, with a dead mom, like I, you know, oh, I'm yeah. shooting. No, so this is my first time watching this. Um, and it was pretty. It was fun. It was, it was great because it was just like spooky and unsettling the entire time. You know, it's not. It, it is. It is scary, but it's not like. Um, it's not like uh, it's not like horror movie like jump scare like uh, mm. Michael Myers scary. It's just like s- scary in this like y- like 
almost like this uncomfortableness you know yeah. like it's just it's 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 uh, we had to have one movie that we kind of identified for the series because we did it last time with return to oz which is like not necessarily that movie is pretty scary but like not necessarily traditionally scary but mm-hmm. more just like stuff is happening in between like the production like the how they've set up the costumes and characters to how they shot it you're just very unnerved you're very deeply unnerved by the entire experience and this one was kind of our selection for that because because yeah. it's always fascinating to watch these, especially, you know, like my thought while watching this is how the hell did they like, you know, put this out for children because it's just such a odd um, kind of, especially for like a younger audience member would like frightening experience because like you get to the hotel and he's sitting there watching the whole uh how like the convention of witches like they have yeah. their like witches meeting um and you have like the scene where angelica houston like pulls off her face and then there's just like the grotesque uh grand high witch um and you're just like like just the whole sequence of her ripping off her face and then like looking like that you're just like what the hell is going on yeah that's really scary but then i think they do a really good job they sort of double back and show the kids it's a mask like you've seen this in scooby-doo it's mm-hmm. just a mask. It's just a costume. Like well, the- I think they do a really good job of like scaring and then comforting throughout the entire movie. Um, yeah. So, so I was never really scared for very long. Like at the end of the story, his grandma's right there to tuck him into bed. Like it's okay. It's just a story. You know? I was like- I was kind of I was disappointed that the grandma didn't like become like witch hunter grandma. You know, I thought well, like, like badass like. Yeah, like I thought, like I wanted her to like open a trunk and be like, I thought I was going to give this away a long time ago. And then like pull out like a steak. Yeah. Well, like that's that, what that's, I wanted. Take it up with Roald Dahl in his grave, you know? <laughs> you know? Take it to your rewrite. I was just waiting for her to be like, I gave this up a long time ago. And then like pull out like some like witch gun or something. Some like jo- a- John Wick. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Like, yeah. That's what I was hoping for, and it never happened. I was like, dang. Poisoned American brain. Just um, There's also, you know, just like, and I think this is what's great about the movie, and, and Ebert mentioned it a little bit, because, like, Angelica Houston is just, like, enjoying the hell out of oh, the entire married. thing. And, like, you kind of get sucked into that because, like, it's very, the, the whole the whole, like, plot that they're going, that they're trying to do where they're going to, like, poison all they're gonna like open candy shops and poison the candy with this uh potion that like turns kids into or turns whoever eats it into a a, my a mouse and um they're gonna like poison all the children of england you're just like jesus christ they're just gonna go and poison every child in england and turn them into a mouse yeah Um, that's what the plan is it seems like absurd but at the same time you're like like the way that she presents it is just so like uncompromised like he said it in such a way like a great way like it's such an uncom like she's just like we're gonna do it like she's so evil but not like over the top evil it's almost like matter of fact like this is what we're doing we're gonna go get rid of all the children in england yeah it's a really good plan she paints these english kids to be like such gluttons uh and that it'll absolutely work and it's the most it's the it's the most logical plan why didn't they think of this sooner it's yeah it's perfect yeah yeah um yeah 
but no, it's like uh, quite honestly, I can't argue with it. Like if if they wanted to turn like a lot well, of no, kids because she'll set mouse. you on fire if you argue with her. We can't get all the children. You remember that witch? That one witch yeah. had to open her mouth. That yeah. one negative witch had to open her mouth during that meeting. Negative Nancy there. Turn. Yeah, but no, it, like it's a it's a you know I, I'm not gonna argue with the whole. Uh, with the whole like you know, there's a lot of kids. I was out this weekend. There's just a lot of little, little things running around, screaming and shit. You're I'm like, hey, you should turn into a mouse. If you were a mouse, it would solve a lot of problems. There was some, there. I saw some like contemporary reviews of this that's complained that this movie is anti-women. What? Because like the women are are you know the witches are just like these grotesque evil creatures oh yeah I, yeah they're, they said that like ugly women are witches uh women that wear like sensible boring shoes they're usually a witch um it's like i don't know sometimes people have to wear orthopedics rolled like that seems very well that the pigeon the, people like that I love again. It goes back to like how Nicholas Rogue shot the film, but like the whole encounter between uh, Luke and the witch, like outside his grandmother's house, um, is again. It's such a like. It's not a scary sequence, but it's just like a very like uncomfortable. You know the the way not only that she's like tempting him, but also like he just like gets close up and like the the actress kind of has like like just like she like contorts her head around she, and like has these big eyes and stuff yeah and like really like a nun, like has her teeth wide yeah like you can like see just, all of her yeah like it was such a it was such an amazing like uh physical performance because she kind of just contorted herself in this way that became almost like a it reminded me of like characters and in, in you know like Henry Selleck stop motion movies yeah. of like just like these deeply unsettling settling characters like the the other mother and like Coraline or something familiar enough but still a stranger you see eyes face lips but they're flared she is very close very like urgent as she's Mm -hmm. talking to him and the thing she says she can't hear you about Mm -hmm. grandma like that's terrifying and like I said, like this movie does such a good job of scaring and comforting because then here comes grandma and he's crying and he's like, she was here, she was here, she was here. And she, I believe you. I, I believe you. I know she was. I like, know. And then like throws a javelin. Like that feels so good. Like you're not alone. Your parents are, you're not alone. I'm so sorry that your parents are dead little boy, but grandma's here. Grandma's going to make it okay. She believes yeah. you. She knows that there are witches here and she'll protect you. Like, that feels really good. Like, mm-hmm. it, so, you know, that I, I, there's just one thing I noticed a lot of. Yeah. And the way even he shoots um, the, like, the witches meeting outside of just uh, Angelica Houston's character, who's very pretty, like, you have, like, the prosthetics and it's very pronounced, her whole thing. But just, like, the, 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 costume and wardrobe job and everything on um 
in the makeup job on all the other on the the vampires all the other witches um just like in terms of like their heads and they have like the rash and in like spots and stuff and their teeth are all like kind of crooked and everything like yeah it's just like and again he like he, he he always is like showing it in like close-ups and pans and so they're like all contorted and every it's just like again it's just it deep this this semi-familiar like you described like this semi-familiar but deeply unsettling and like he just is caught and like that's where he's like evoking which shows just like getting like mining that horror out of like the the camera like it's not like they did anything outside of like the makeup and yeah and wardrobe job but like he just like mines this like creepiness out of just panning around to them and they just have like these smiles on their face and like the, their crooked teeth are like you know all over are just like out and pronounced it's crazy yeah i one thing i also like do you talk about the pans like it felt like the witches also like really filled the screen they felt huge and i felt like a little kid or a mouse looking up at these like giant terrifying creatures like when luke is running away from the witches after hearing uh their plans and he books it out of there like he makes it he's gone which which also i was like luke you picked a terrible route because he's just like instead of like going down like, the door the he, side, just, he goes right he through just it goes all. like right through and they're just like crap you're just with like, their oh. arms and their legs they but, all it takes up the screen like them yeah. grabbing at him him low to the ground like that kind of like you know, it's like he's he, and then he does it again when he's a mouse. Like it's the mm-hmm. same sort of um, low to the ground, stay low and run fast. He's really good at that. Which reminds me, that sets up just such an awesome scene in this movie when uh, Luke is like, it's like there near the beach, and Angelica Houston shows up and pushes the baby carriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the she, woman she loves doing that that's so dastardly yeah she's just like pushes it in like the ah! mom's like ah! <laughs> she like waves to the baby like the baby knows what she's doing it's great it's, she yeah. she is like she's a dairy farmer milking this part for everything it's got like she the way like her impression of bruno that like deli- that her whole monologue that she gives about the plan, her spell is terrifying. Um, she commands these witches like you all answer to me. She she is a powerful speaker, a terrifying witch, an incredible actress. Uh, she's amazing in this. I, well, and just how like um, you think of like the how the 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 potion or the yeah the potion like works on them mm-hmm. where you're they're like just like belching and spewing out this like green smoke and like convulsing everywhere and then like like in the whole scene when they're turning into the mice like their eyes are bulging out and their mouths are elongating and like you think about her character you know it it gets rid of the angelica houston and then becomes like the grand high witch but then becoming whenever her character turns into a mouse it's just it's absolutely terrifying right um but no, it's great. Like again, like it, like it plays almost with just this kind of, like the camera work compared uh, play, uh, you know, along with the like body horror, just kind of creates this very like creepy, unsettling thing. I loved it. Oh, because that stuff's that's always good. That's always good horror for like kids movies, because that stuff like you don't want to make like a slasher movie. Like that's not gonna yeah. work. Like honestly, even for me now, I'm like this kind of stuff 
freaks me out more than like the slasher movie because like the slasher movie you get like some jump scares it lingers with you for a little bit but that's about it and then you kind of move on but like this one i'm like like there's just like images that will sear into your brain because they're just so grotesque and macabre so uh, yeah this was like iconic those iconic images of your of your childhood that really scared you like i was saying with you i didn't read the book because the image of the grand high witch on the cover of the book scared me so bad i didn't see the movie until i was an adult because i was like i'm afraid of that book like mm-hmm. that's my childhood nightmare right there you know you if, if i had seen this as a kid i'm sure i would have been like i need a i need to sleep with the hall light on or something like yeah you know well i i wish you know and it's it's kind of goes back to like it's crazy that this came out because i'm like we don't get as many um we and that's why we like to do this series but we don't get as many like just spooky creepy kid unsettling kids movies anymore you know like it's either like kind of horror based but it's like you know it's it's not really taking any risks or it's it tries to be like a horror movie but I'm like this one, like th- like these types of movies um, are great because it's kind of like who the hell is this for? <laughs> you know, it's just like un- it's just it's just completely like grotesque. And you're in like it was the same thing with like Return to Oz last or a couple of years ago, which is like who would they make this for? Because it's just strange and it's scary and it's very like. Uh, it's just a it's it, it could be abrasive at times because it's just yeah. and you're just like and i'm like i wish we just had those types of movies still like i like they, they're just like kind of fun like yeah they scared the shit out of you when you're a kid but like and then you watch them now and you're like yeah these things were these are awesome this is great like a fun little comfort watch like you know i i i'm no longer afraid of this and i value this for being like a great movie yeah yeah, I, I don't. You, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of those um, that I can really think of, and not anymore. I mean, well, they're not. They're just very safe, you know. It's it's like you know they're kind of they're supposed to be like kind of spooky and scary, but like it, they they kind of um, undercut themselves because they don't want to be like over spooky and scary because they're like afraid that parents are like what is this this is too Um, graphic for my child to watch yeah yeah they're gonna go like you know bitch at their state legislators but you know it's it's like uh i don't know like these like these are great because these are the movies at least when you're younger that you remember even more so than like oh i was too young and i saw like the exorcist or i was too young and i saw like halloween like that's still that's actually also but like these ones especially because like it's not for you it doesn't feel like you shouldn't have been watching it's like you were supposed to watch you're supposed to watch this and it terrifies and it's supposed to scare you yeah like there's no like secret underhand i snuck into my friend's older brother rented us this r-rated movie yeah because we couldn't pick it up at blockbuster am i dating myself a little um yeah but but yeah that that's true i agree with you like that's a really good point absolutely because it's it's even better when it's like the like oh this is a you know it's a it's a roll doll novel it's it's for kids like your parents like rent it for you and then they put it on they're like holy shit like sorry <laughs> sorry sorry i didn't mean to traumatize you like yeah um ah. And that's, you know, it's it, it, like uh, next week will be interesting because we have Adam's family next week. And that one's again, it's not like 
it's not scary it's just no. more they just have it's like it's just this wild it's just morbid yeah this wild morbid stuff and like the sense of humor is so like dark and morbid that you're and like, adults yeah it's great I do, yeah i do like that i i think that there's like a nice there's also a nice little demographic of morbid little kids which i fell into mm-hmm. um I was a morbid little kid. I would go, I would watch my little scary TV shows or movies and my episodes of the Addams family. And I'd go tell my parents about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, so it's like, they'd watch the movie twice because they'd see it and then I'd see it. And then I'd go tell them about it. Um, yeah. So there's, there's definitely, you know, we don't have those, where are the morbid little kids these days? Are they, where are they? What are they doing? They're not, they're not watching movies. They're not making movies for them anymore. Yeah, well, it's just like it's like this empty, the empty like young, young children, you know, kind of horror um, is empty. It's like you don't pick up the horror until it's like teen horror, you know. Like I'm, yeah, like I'm thinking of like the the Fear Street movies from last year, which were were, were pretty were solid, um, but that's more like it's like teen, you know. It's like it's it, but you, in, it's pretty violent and you know. Uh, it has stuff in there that it's like, yeah, you got you like probably like you know you would assume like sixteen, seventeen, eight year, eighteen year old, but you don't have like that good like yeah, like kid kid horror stuff anymore. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't know. I blame the Christians. Yeah, <laughs> I blame them. It's all their fault. It's all their fault. It's because it's paganism. It's it's Satanism. Yeah. It's the gays. <laughs> the gays the, I will have to say in this movie, I don't really know why Rowan Atkinson is in this movie. Um, he's, he's funny. Not, he's not even that funny. No. All he he's, does is... He's not funny. Like You would think he could be like this quirky, silly character, but he's very like straight-laced, and then he has like this... He's having like this... Affair with the maid. Yeah, but that's like that's like hinted at, but we never like engage with it. You're just kind of like, I mean, okay, like you do you, I guess. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird dynamic. She works for you. You probably hired her. Ah, uh, we should take this up with HR. <laughs> it's uh, just like I guess we're just gonna like. I guess we're. I guess we're fine. Reference to this. this? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's more just like like I don't know. It's more it's more just like a weird. Like a strange thing to just kind of tack on to be like yeah, part of this character. In it. He's barely in it. He's like he's very like rule stickler. He's angry at Luke because he brought the mice and he's having an affair with a maid. <laughs> those are his those are his characteristics. That is here comes my cat. I thought he would be I thought he would be funnier. It's really well. Yeah, you expect to see that. I also love we talked about it a little bit, but I love like the like is it Norway or Iceland that they're in? I don't know. I thought it was like, I thought she was like Bavarian. Like, are we talking about grandma? Yeah. Yeah. Norway. So it's in Norway. Norway. Okay. I thought she was Bavarian. Um, But I I love like the like old, because I I was reading that the production found this town in Norway that like was pretty preserved in terms of like it hadn't changed like to be like much more commercial and um, modern. It still like had the houses and the streets and stuff that were like look like they were from you know probably 1940 or 1950 when they're kind of referencing back um 
And I, I, I honestly like I, I like they sh- if they ever like made like another witches movie instead of remaking it like they did last year, they should yeah. have done. Um, it would have been cool to like have the witches, but like in that time period, like some nice creepy, you know, medievalish village. Yeah, I would like to see the story of how Grandma lost her pinky finger because we've seen the story of how. Like, so, did like, throughout our story, we see, like, Luke gets a bit of his tail cut off, and then that, like, my cat is here. Um, Mavis, Hotel Transylvania. That's a good kids' horror movie. Well, it's not scary, but... It was considered for the series, but we we decided it wasn't scary enough. Yeah, it's not. It's really fun. Uh, But anyways, um, we watch how Luke uh, loses his tail. He and Grandma are exactly the same. They have the same sensibilities, believe in witches. They're bonded by that, being mutilated, like, in the hunt of witches and whatnot. Um, I would like to see them go back and see Grandma, like, how she lost that finger. She said it's like a crazy accident or a crazy story or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, it's like I'm generally the person who's like, hey, they could cut like 30 minutes out of this. I say it's an hour and a half. Add 30 minutes of it, but it's like grandma's witch hunting backstory. Yeah, that would be sick. You're you're dying for it. Like you said, it'd be great. America's I, clamoring for it. I'm telling you, like you have too. that. And then like in the second, like the final act of this movie, she's just like, I didn't think I would need this again. And then like puts on like a whole outfit is like, Ch-ch-ch. And then, like, her and Angelica Houston, like, fight. That'd be great. Duke it out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be sick. Again, we got to take it up with World Dolls State. Did you uh, Did you see the, the 2021, the Robert Zemeckis witches? No, I did not. I saw that Anne Hathaway was in it. I love Anne Hathaway. I missed it. Uh, not, like, on purpose or anything. Uh, it just sort of happened that way. I would, uh, after seeing this one, you can't watch it anymore because it was a whole thing with hbo max taking off their platform but um what is always going on with hbo max like i don't know put me in the meetings like i'll fix this this bullshit like but i'd be curious because like one robert zemeckis hasn't really made a good movie in forever and two i feel like it would have been like heavy cgi and so i would have been curious to kind of compare this one which is so indebted to like the henson creature shop and that stuff compared to like a heavy cgi one because i saw like clips and stuff from it and it was you know like anne hathaway when she turns into the like grand high witch it was much yeah it was like they like changed it was very it was all like computer stuff and i was like this is boring fuck this That's, that's so boring it's like how with Tim Burton, all of his stuff, like originally was like beautiful, mm-hmm. handcrafted with love, practical effects. And then as he learned, on it. yeah. And then is, yeah. And he, and he thinks that the computer shit is better. Like that's how he would prefer all of his movies. Like he, Tim's like, a weird that dude. Yeah. That's fact. But anyways, Oh, he's got, he's got stuff. Um, baggage. Yeah. Any, any baggage. Any final thoughts on the uh, on the witches? I'm a I'm a thumbs up. I recommend it's on uh, I, it's on HBO Max. So yeah. I, oh, is it? That's so funny. I uh, the original watched- is on HBO Max. The the one that the new one that HBO Max made is not on there anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Cool. Yeah, yeah I hi- highly recommend. Now that I've seen it, um, I will show this to my cats next Halloween as mm-hmm. part of our family watching. Yeah. Nice, congrats. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't traumatize them. Uh they'll be a year older, so maybe like it won't be so bad. Yeah. More mature. 
Okay. Well, there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, if you need if you need a nice little spooky movie, if you're looking for some fun, I I recommend the the witches. So, all right. Well, that will wrap up this episode of Cinematary. You can find us on Facebook uh, at facebook.com/slash/cinematary and on uh, Twitter and Instagram at handle at cinematary. Uh, we're also on uh, Letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash cinematary if you would like to keep up with the movies that we talked about in this, in this episode. Um, if you would like to support the show, whether that's $1, $5, what have you. If you $100. Like support, $100, whatever. $150. Ha- whatever, however much money they have in the witches to like buy all the candy shops or whatever. $200. Yeah, like it was, what was it, like $500? A lot like, of money. That's chump change. $500. We'll just, we'll open candy stores around uh, More like England with $500. A candy box. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> well, if you have that. Like, their school. If you have you chocolate bars. <laughs> if you've disposed of a whole coven of witches and, and have come into money, we'll support the show on Patreon com slash cinematary um thank you to our patrons cam chad newsom Corey willingham candace sisson ron hayes Teresa marthothi uh titus arthur and tyler chandler thank you so much for your patronage next week we're going to be continuing we've already kind of given it away but we're going to be continuing our uh our horror for kids series with 1991's the adams family da-da-da-da we're, yeah, we're gonna have to really get into it. We'll we'll practice. Yeah, we'll have a whole choreography for next week. Oh yeah. And but, costumes. Uh, yeah, we gotta all wear all black. I'll I'll yeah. be sure all the people on the episode are are aware of the decision. Please do. So sorry. I'm sorry. I'll text you next time. Yeah, next time be like, hey, we're dressing up and I'll be <laughs> like, so then I have a chance to like just tell you no before we start. <laughs> <laughs> We like to have fun. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Until next week. Happy Halloween. Until next week's Happy Halloween.